Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here at the Greenwood Church of God. We are so excited that you have found us here. Our prayer is that this podcast would enrich your life and give you strength for this week ahead. Thank you so much for being here. Now enjoy the podcast. As well, so please remember that. Um, We have been talking about the thought, now is the time. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we talked the first week about strike while the iron is hot. And then on our baptism Sunday, we looked at the fact that we must testify. Now is the time to testify. And last week, um, as always, the, the message that I was the least seemingly just confident in, um, everybody just received and we had a wonderful time um, in the presence of the Lord talking about uh, I'm not stopping now don't stop now and um, I went back and if you've not looked at our live stream and I may be posting a testimony video this week um, it caught the first testimony when somebody walked across this um, altar and I told um, those that are over the live stream I said thank you so much because most of the time we cut it off before then And we got that testimony. We cut it off before the altar so you can feel comfortable as you worship and pray and everything in the altar. But we got that one testimony. And I'm telling you, it was so powerful. And so hopefully I can share that this week. And we just had a wonderful time as we sang, Don't don't Stop Believing, But Don't Stop Now. Uh, Some of you secular people will get that. Uh, But Matthew chapter 25 And um, don't y'all start lipping that now. We just got out singing gospel music, okay? No, I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, Matthew chapter 24. We're going to start in verse, uh, do we have 42 up there? And I am going to read, I know I gave um, all the way down to the last, but um, just for the sake of time, we're going to read 42 through 40, um, let's go through 46. Through 46. It'll be on the screen. It says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But I know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what um, watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, this is our last verse, whom his Lord, when he cometh, find so doing. I want to talk to you in this passage and in this section of this time. Um, It is now is the time the time to be found faithful. Time to be found faithful. And as always, if I had a little subtitle, it would be, Be Found Doing. And I know that don't make much sense to you, but when you read that passage, that last word is doing. I want us to pray, and then we'll jump right into the word. Father, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. I pray that Christ Jesus will be glorified 
And I pray, God, that you would begin to just get all of the honor today. I pray that we would leave this place, God. It may not be, God, exactly. There are times that you want to teach. There are times that you want to um, see us shout. And there are times that you want to speak to us through your word so it can go down deep. I pray today that deep would call to deep. And I pray that we would leave this place saying today we will work for you while it is still day. God, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And everybody says, Amen. A time to be found faithful. You know, I have started trying over the last several years to have something interesting to say at the introduction. And so I just, before I say it, I, I, I kind of enjoy it. It gives me as if I'm getting a lesson myself before I start to preach. But in 1815, there was an example of somebody that was not prepared. There was a man by the name of Napoleon Bonaparte who was named or was considered a um, great military leader. But at the Battle of Waterloo in 1815, this was a pivotal moment in European history. Napoleon faced off against the Duke of Wellington. His coalition forces was with him and Despite all of Napoleon's great reputation as a military genius, his army was ill-prepared. And their ill-preparedness caused them to feel the ultimate defeat. This battle would lead to that ultimate defeat for Napoleon. But when you look at this battle, if you go back and study it, you see a force or a army or a group of people that were not prepared when the moment arised. There were so many, so many situations that we could look at throughout history where individuals took their moment for granted and they did not prepare. When we talk about preparation, we talk about work. We talk about effort. We talk about doing what you have to before that time comes to fruition. If you've ever been in school, you know the word procrastination. I don't want you to have to raise your hand if you was a procrastinator. Because then I would have to raise my hand as well. You would burn that midnight oil and you would find yourself in the library and you were writing papers and you were getting ready because you were not prepared. And so when we look at this in this, this message on now is the time, now is the time to be found faithful. It is one about being prepared. Here in this passage, Jesus is talking about the coming of the Lord. He said, who is that faithful servant? Who is that wise servant that when the master has made him ruler over his household to give food in due season, he said, blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, finds so doing. We understand that Jesus is coming back. In fact, in the next Wednesday night session, we will look at the rapture of the church. We do understand that the rapture and the second coming 
are two separate different two separate events we believe in the catching away of the saints of God and we also believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ which is after that great tribulation Jesus will descend on a white horse he will be riding that white horse he will be called king of kings and what lord of lords we believe in both but we know that Jesus is to return no man knows the hour but the church is supposed to be expecting his return first John 3 says it like this it says every man that has this hope purifies himself if you haven't thought about the return of the Lord in a couple of days, the, or maybe a couple of years, the, 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 I guess the, um, the assumption would be you probably could live any way or cut off or slack off on how dedicated you are in living for the Lord. First John reminds us that the more you are reminded that Jesus is coming again, you'll want to live right. Amen? Maybe none of you have people like this at your house, and I'm not going to throw her under the bus, but when somebody is coming to our home for 20 plus years, it doesn't matter if it is somebody that we know. My mama has seen me at my worst. Anybody know what I'm talking about? My mama has seen me at my best. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mom's in the room. Have you ever seen your child's room dirty? Do you know that your child is not spick and span? Do you know, have you ever had to go in there and find something that was left and it's been there for weeks, if not months, and you're like, how did it? You've seen that in your child. Well, Claire May has seen the worst in me, and she's also seen the best in me. But there's something about it when Claire May and Dale Mooney Hound come to our home, that lady right over there will clean that house till it is spick and Spain. She's gotten a little bit better but she will make sure that it looks immaculate. If giving it away almost because if you were to walk into our, into our home you would say surely they don't live like this always. And I have to tell you we don't. But it's because there's someone coming into the home and you want to make sure that it looks good. Well the same would be said about the church and the hope of Jesus Christ and His his return because we know that Jesus Christ is going to bring us our coming again we want to make sure that we live right we want to make sure that we are ready we want to make sure that we are prepared we want to make sure that when we hear the call we can meet him in the air we want to make sure that when he comes again he finds us being faithful to his call I'm telling you today Jesus is coming again the word says Jesus is coming say is coming again in John 14 Jesus reiterates he's coming again in John 14 he says I go away but I will come again. In Acts chapter 1, the angel issues a cry. 
When the disciples are looking into the clouds, they're wondering where Jesus is gone. And the angel says, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Says, This same, who? Jesus. Not a different one. Not another person. But this same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, shall come again in like manner. The word says, Jesus is coming again. Amen. The word says that Jesus is coming again. Sometimes we may think, Lord, when are you coming? But rest assured, the word says that the child of God should be living as if he could come tomorrow. We should be living as if he could come any moment, any second. That's not to say that we live like he's dangling us over hell with a little thing, with a little string. But it should mean that in every situation that we are in, we should say the Lord is soon to return. You want me to tell you how the early church would do it? You've heard me touch on it for a moment, but I want you to hear from history what this says. The phrase was Maranatha. Maranatha was a common saying in the early church, and it was an Aramaic word that means come Lord, or our Lord comes. It was used as a prayerful expression of anticipation for the return of Jesus Christ. So if you would, now I know this may be odd to some of you so you don't all have to participate, but if you would participate, would you just turn to somebody that you feel comfortable doing it and say, Maranatha? That sounds a little odd, don't it? But you know what they were doing? They would go up to each person and they would say Maranatha because it would remind them that Jesus was soon to return. They lived with an expectation that Jesus could soon return. It would hold a significant reminder in their faith and their living that Jesus could return soon. The word there would be a reminder that the imminent return of Jesus was on hand and it's been years and years have gone by and Jesus has still not returned but I believe if brother Paul and brother Peter and brother John and brother whoever else it was in the early church was here today they would look at you and say Maranatha for this same Jesus he shall return don't you get caught up in the things of this world you just just cry out, Maranatha. Don't you be tempted to stray away. You join me today and say, Maranatha. I'm about to get happy. Don't you worry and get weary and well-doing. Just join me today and say, Maranatha. Don't you worry about the trials, the worries, the sickness, the disappointment. Join your preacher today and say, Maranatha. Jesus is soon to return. If you're ready for him to return, would you say even so? Come quickly, Lord Jesus. My God. That only got you on your feet. Hey. See, some of you didn't grow up like me. I used to, when I couldn't find nobody at the house, I thought the rapture happened. We talked about it last Wednesday night. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
I still, when I walk into some movie theater, when I walk into this somewhere, I whispered that, but when I walk into somewhere I was told I shouldn't go as a kid, I think God don't come while I'm here. Nobody, y'all must have, y'all didn't grow up like I did. I want to, but you know what? Hey, Sister Mary, I don't, I don't regret it. Because when Jesus shows up, I want, him to, I want him to show up while I'm in the altars. I want him to show up while I'm preaching. I wish he would split the eastern sky right now while I'm preaching the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. My God. Today, church, we must join with those early saints and we must say, Maranatha, Jesus is our hope. Jesus is who we look for. Some may be looking for a bank account. Some may be looking for cathedrals. Some may be looking for an elected office. Some may be looking for an appointment to an office in a church. But I'm telling you who I'm looking for. And his name is Jesus. The Bible said John described him with feet like bronze and eyes like a fire. He said his hair was white as wool. I'm looking for the Son of God who says he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Some may be looking for everything this world has to offer. I know you may have success in your future. I know your kids, you want to see them grow up. But a thousand years with the Lord is better than one day here on this earth. And I'm ready to celebrate with Jesus Christ, my King of kings and my Lord of lords. Hey. But... He is Terry Inc. The Lord, He tarries. If you don't understand what I am saying, I am saying that He has not yet returned. The fact is, Jesus has not called the church home in the rapture. The fact is, I believe, and there are some that would argue, is that we are not entered yet into the great tribulation. That those things are still on the horizon. I understand that, I believe it was Hamas bombed Israel. And I know everybody is talking about Jesus could soon return. I was, I was in a hotel just yesterday and there were people that were attending a prophecy summit and, and the next thing I heard was somebody on the phone and they were either FaceTime or Skyping or however whatever kind of system they had and when they answered they said Jesus is coming back and the thought hit my mind but what if he doesn't today? What if he doesn't tomorrow? What if he doesn't the next day for the fact of the matter is Jesus has not called the church home. In fact in this passage in Matthew chapter 24 and 36 the Bible said that but that day no man knoweth not the angels of heaven but my father only. He is still waiting for that call from the father. He is still waiting on that call to end what we call the church age. This age of grace. This time of the gospel. This moment 
moment where the church is that vessel that God is using, it is still going strong. If you are here today, can I remind you of this? Jesus has not returned. For the Bible said that He will call those who are His. If you are saved, who in here is saved? If you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, I've got good news to bring. And that is why I sing. For with Christ I am an heir. I want you to, I want you to know that you and I are going to take a trip in that good old gospel ship. We may not be riding on a ship like we see in the sea, but we are going to meet. Oh, I'm going to meet him, meet him over there in the sweet, my God, I'm about to dance all over this stage because I am ready to see Jesus. But the good news is you are going to, you are going to, and we are going to be with the King. Somebody say amen. Oh God. Hallelujah. Tomorrow if you wake up, He tarries. If you haven't heard the call for the rapture yet, guess what? He tarries. If the end of all days has not happened, He tarries. Israel may be under attack, but He tarries. Sin may be running rampant, but Jesus tarries. Right may be wrong, and wrong may be right, but He tarries. You don't just not go and live your life because you know Jesus is returning. He tarries. And as Jesus tarries, you must be doing. May I say that again? If Jesus is holding back or has been held back from the Father saying, you go get my children, guess what the church must be doing? You don't go and hide in a bunker. You don't go and hide in a storm shelter. You don't go and hide somewhere because you're scared because Jesus is coming again. No, but He said, who is that faithful and wise servant? That if the Lord is said to be doing His will, you must be about your Father's business. What I'm trying to tell you today is that yes, Jesus is coming back, but the church must be found being faithful, doing what He's called you to do, being what He's called you to be, and God wants to find His church doing His will. Somebody say Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. The Master has a job for you. In this passage in Matthew 24, I done slapped my Bible all around and closed it. In Matthew 24, you know, I always say this is going to be different today. I'm going to, I was going to just teach today, but it just, it just happens. He said when the, when the master finds him, he said when his master comes, when his master returns, signifying that the master has a purpose. The master 
has a purpose for you. Jesus has a purpose for your life. Can somebody say amen? amen. Can you just, just kind of indulge me just for a moment and make me feel like you're listening? <laughs> the master has a job that he wants you doing while he is tarrying. While he is waiting, while he is sitting back as the advocate, as the propitiation of our faith, as the one that is pleading our case to the Father, Jesus has a purpose for the church. There is a universal purpose. He said, go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel. But can I get to, may it, may it feel like today that the preacher is going into your soul and speaking these words to you that you have a divine calling by God. You have a divine purpose. And I don't know what each one of your jobs are. Or I, I can't call them all out right now. But it is not just to get a check from a company. But there is a divine purpose from the Master. And you need to try to find out what He wants you to do. For me, it was at the age of 15... I heard that heavenly call and I cannot tell you how it happened except for I heard it was as if it was. I felt like John when he said, I hear the sound like a trumpet. It was like somebody was just speaking to me at the age of 15 on Terry Road in Jackson, Mississippi saying, you are going to preach the gospel. And I didn't want to preach the gospel. I didn't want to, I just wanted to go to church and I don't I don't like being in front of people. I'm thinking right now, what in the world are they thinking about me? I don't like being in front of people a lot. But God said something. He said, you got to preach the gospel. And that's all I've ever wanted to do. I don't care if they know my name in Washington. I don't care if they know my name in Jackson. I don't even care if they know my name in Cleveland, Tennessee. I just want to preach the gospel. He's called me to preach to the rich, to the poor, to the black, to the white. He wants me to share his gospel. But for some of y'all, you may not be called to preach. I don't know what your calling is, but I do believe with godly wisdom with people that are over you in the Lord you can be directed to that place it may not be what you want it may not be what you think it should be but God has a calling for each one of us the master is calling you today and it is our job to say yes Lord your servant hears your words can, can, can we just for a moment, can you just lift up your hands and say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, your servant. I mean, mean it to mean it with all of your heart. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's what happened in the Old Testament. The Bible said Samuel was brought into the house of Eli. And, and Eli's eyes were were closed and spiritually he was no longer hearing from God. And the Bible said that young man, Samuel, I think some say he's around 12 or somewhere along that age. And Samuel heard and he came to Eli and he said, 
What you want? What you want, Master? What you want, Eli? Eli said, Son, I had called you. Go back to bed. He goes on back to bed and he hears, he hears another call. He says, Samuel, Samuel. He goes to Eli. He says, What do you want, Eli? Uh, what, yeah, what do you want, Eli? What, 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 what were you wanting me to do? And he says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He goes back to bed. He says, Samuel, Samuel. He goes to Eli. He says, Listen, I didn't call you, but I think God is calling you. He said, When he go, when you go back to bed the next time, he said, Don't come to me. You say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening and I believe God has been tugging at some of our hearts today and he is my God can I just prophetically preach this for a moment there may be some here right now that God's been dealing with you for months you thought you were going the right path you thought you have done you thought you had chosen the right career but God has been tugging at your heart and you know there is something deeper there is something stronger and I believe the Lord has sent this preacher to, to this place during this series to say now is the time to be found faithful to doing the will of God in your life. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands. Clap your hands and rejoice in the Lord. My God. In this passage, the question must be bold, must be asked. What is the Lord searching for? What is the Lord searching for? In this parable or example, it seems that He is searching for someone who has done what He's told them to do. Someone that has been faithful to the master's service while he tarried. Man, this is so, man, this is rich. And it ain't got nothing to do with me. Sometimes I don't even know where it's coming from. But as the master tarried, he came back looking for those that had been faithful while he was due, while he was gone. He wasn't looking for anybody that had the... Can I tell on some people? He wasn't looking for people that had all their stuff in their closet. You know, when we built this church, I've got to close, but I just feel like storytelling just for a second. I don't tell them much, but when we built this church, we missed on building just a few things. Uh, we've got a couple that could testify, probably some more, but there's one that I miss, and that is a closet. In my office, there is no closet. But what you don't know is you didn't want to go into my other closet at the old church because that was a catch-all. Y'all know what a catch-all is? That's when somebody was coming over, and I wasn't prepared, and I wasn't ready, and what'd you do? Hey, yeah, just throw it in the closet. Right? Have you ever opened up a closet and things just start falling out? <laughs> yeah, that's not who he's coming back for. He's coming back for people that have been faithful while he was away. <laughs> while, while you got his word, while you got his spirit, while he is your Lord, 
And while you know he's going to soon return, he's not coming back for somebody that just throws it in the closet at the end. He's coming back. He's looking for somebody that has been working while he was gone. Working while he was away. When the boss man was gone, you were working. Even when people weren't looking at you, you were working and training and trying. When nobody was writing about you in the papers, when they didn't say anything good about you, when they forgot about who you were, you didn't care about any of those things because you were serving the master and the master had called you and you were working for him because you knew he was soon to return and while he tarried you were going to work you were going to work and you were going to pray you were going to work and you were going to pray and after you prayed you were going to work and you were going to be faithful to who he was mm. that's who he's looking for And the Bible said here at the end, he said, in chapter 40 or 24, he said, blessed is that servant, that's us, in this passage today, in this message, that's me. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find him doing. Doing. Working. Last week we said we're not stopping. Don't stop now. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare quit. Don't you let the enemy stop you. You've already testified about what God is doing. Who in here testified two weeks ago about Jesus saving you? You've already been saved. You've already testified. And most of you decided last week to say I'm not stopping now. But what the preacher is saying in this calm or now is the time series is that now we've got to decide that we are going to work while it is day. He's called us. He has, he has set us apart. We are a nation within a nation, a people within a people. We are not people of Israel or people of, of Hezbollah or people of Washington or people of Mississippi, but we have been called out of darkness and into His marvelous light. And while it is still day, we don't work for Washington. We don't work for Democrats. We don't work for Republicans. But we work for the kingdom of God. And we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must work. Amen. Be found doing. And I challenge you today as I close you make up in your mind that you work that you strike while the iron's hot that you, you find yourself going to church like you should you find yourself learning the word like you should you find yourself finding a place in the church like you should and work be faithful be found doing what the Master has told you to do. Stand with me. This is Pastor Michael Mooneyham. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We are so thankful that you chose to join us in this way. But we would also love for you to come and join us in person. 
at 1102 Sergeant John Pittman Parkway in Greenwood, Mississippi. Our service time is at 1040 a.m. and we would love to see you here. Thank you once again for listening. We hope to see you soon. God bless.